welcome to another episode of PR Girl Rant, the podcast for all public relations professionals and those wanting to get into PR. PR Girl Rant is a safe platform for all public relations professionals, whether independent or in-house, to talk about the industry or rant about whatever grinds their gears. Also, the fun, wacky spirals and insane shenanigans that engulfs us each day and keeps us coming back for more. Ready to rant? Let's go. Welcome to another episode of PR Girl Rant. Your back to school series is still in session. This episode is titled Red Carpet Pet Peeves what it really takes to run a red carpet. It's award season, and actually this Sunday is the Emmys. So this got me thinking about red carpets and you know what it takes to run them and how much fun I have doing them. So as a publicist, I'm usually escorting someone down a red carpet. I'm either working it, you know, I'm setting up photo ops for all the famous names. I've even escorted the likes of Oprah Winfrey down a red carpet. I'll share a photo on my IG page. But I absolutely love running red carpets, but it takes so much more than just, you know, walking down a celebrity to make a red carpet happen. It starts from the moment the client hires you to run their carpet or to, you know, to make sure these photo ops happen. There's so many elements, so many things behind the scenes that people need to take into consideration, they take for granted. So, I wanted to talk about this and kind of, you know, give some tips and share my pet peeves about running red carpets and what I've seen happen in some of the carpets that I've worked and what could have been done better and things of that nature. So one of my biggest pet peeves is the length of a carpet. Like I need this carpet to be insanely long. Like it can't be a 10 foot carpet. It needs to be like 15 feet or better. And there are reasons for that. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy the episode. One of the first questions I ask when I'm asked to run a red carpet is, how long is it? That's very important because a short red carpet is insanely crazy. It looks bad. There's no room. It looks cluttered. There's no room for people to stand. There's no room for your photographers and your media outlets to um, to set up and to get the right shot. Everybody looks like they're just on top of each other. So I always, that's why I start off with that. Like how long is your red carpet? And I love a red carpet that's about 15 to 18 feet long. And that also has to match your backdrop, your step and repeat. So the longer the step and repeat, the better, because then you have enough space to set up your shots and you can have multiple things happening in, at one time. So I really asked for you know a pretty much long red carpet so that if you have your media lined up. You can have photography happening at, at the beginning. You can have, you know, your videographers in the middle, and then you can have print and video interviews towards the end. But at least three things need to happen at the same time so that your red carpet can flow. So for example, you know, Oprah Winfrey comes on the red carpet and it's like, okay, Oprah, 
She takes her first shot with whoever the photographer is. Then I move her down the line to the middle so they can get the wide shot and get all the shots that they want. Then someone else escorts her down to the last um, part of the red carpet where interviews can take place. And while all that's taking place, I could now bring on two more people or even a group of two or three to take those first shots so that it's just happening consecutively and it's a turn wheel. And I know that it always can't be as smooth as it, um, you know, as I'm saying it, but at the same time, there needs to be some sort of order. Now, again, I love red carpets. And if I can say this, it's like chaos, but organized chaos, like a red carpet is supposed to be kind of like fun and like, oh my God, look here, look here, over the shoulder, all type of stuff. But at the same time, I need to feel in control of it so that the media gets the right shots. So that's one of the things I definitely look for when I'm hired to do um, a red carpet. Another thing that I look for is um, rope and stanchion, making sure that I have a separation from the red carpet and the talent that's coming on a red carpet from the looky-loos, I call them, (laughs) and for my media outlets. So I like to have that separation. So, you know, you feel like everybody's not jumping onto the carpet and you have some sort of control of that. So I'd like to have um, rope and stanchion, the same length as the red carpet so that everybody is, you know, in line. And then I line my, you know, media behind that. So that's another thing I look for. I ultimately like to have three people besides myself um, on the red carpet. So it's me, a person that's in the middle to kind of take the next person on and then someone at the end. And I always like to have like a runner because you just never know what you might need off the red carpet. And I can't run or my two other assistants can't run to get anything. So I like to have myself, two people that are on the red carpet with me that can man the next station, which is going to be possibly your photography, your middle photography, where all the shots are happening. And then at the end, if we're doing any live interviews or print interviews. So that's kind of like the possession of it all, right? So we want to have some sort of order in that. I also like to have um, where my media is standing. I love to have their names placed on the floor so that everybody knows where they're standing. The first thing I do when I come into a red carpet situation and media starting to arrive, most of the time I know them. So I make friends, um, I make new friends and I, you know, talk to my old friends, but I make sure that I am, um, you know, together with them so that they know what's happening prior. They know who's coming um, and that it's all cohesive and that, you know, we're just friendly on the red carpet. I hate when there's a red carpet or me inter interacting with media and there's like attitudes of who's getting what shot and I don't have a spot. I need a spot. So that's why I like to line up and have names of the outlets down on the floor. So everybody knows where they are. And sometimes it's, it's manageable and sometimes it's not. So I always tell my media outlets, please play friendly in the sandbox. Like, let's just make friends. Everybody's here for the same purpose. So let's get this all together. And normally it works out fine. Um, so those are, that's another thing that I love to do to make sure that we're all in sync. Another thing that you need to work out with um, the venue or the event planner that's doing everything, lighting. Lighting is key as well. The red carpet needs to be lit. And normally that's like from above 
or from the back of the room, but they need some, they needs to be lighting for that because a lot of our photographers, although they have flash and all that good stuff, sometimes it's just good. And it looks good when you light up that red carpet and you see your backdrop and you see the carpet, just, it's just a glow and it looks really, really nice in photos because also with, besides the photographers taking photos of the photographer, you know, of the celebrities on the carpet, just also photography being taken of the room. So it always looks great. I love to watch when I watch the, um, the award shows and everything like that. I do watch like how the red carpet is manned. I look at all the things in my, and it's chaotic, but it's fun and I like it. So I always look at those elements. So lighting is key as well to make sure those things are happening. Again, with your client or with the event planner, make sure that you have a list of everyone attending that's going to be stepping onto the red carpet. Because the worst thing for a publicist or whoever is running the red carpet is not to know who's coming. So the first thing that the media asks when they arrive, who's coming on the red carpet? Do you have a shot list? Do you have a, um, you know, like, and you don't want to be looking all like crazy. So definitely try to ask for these elements. So you definitely want a shot sheet. You want a face sheet so that you know who's coming. And sometimes the face sheets are helpful because you may not recognize everybody. You can't know everybody. And I don't care what people say, I'm not intended to. So it's good to have a shot sheet and it's also good to have a face sheet and enough that you can possibly share with the media because they're seeing people in and out. They're new names, they're new people. There's also spelling of people's names. So if there's a shot sheet and a face sheet, that'll be great to hand out to the media. So I like to ask for those elements as well because that makes things a lot easier. I've had moments where um, somebody comes on a red carpet and it's like, here is so-and-so, here is, you know, and either... Um, in the moment, I'm like, oh my God, I can't remember that person's name or I don't know how to spell that person's name. So I'm usually at the end backtracking and talking to the media and telling them, okay, this is the person that came before. And I like to write things down. So I also like to have like a clipboard or some dry erase board. If there's a small one you can have so that you can get the name of the person and kind of flash that so that they take a picture of it or you remember it for yourself too. So that's why that third, that, yeah. That fourth person, that runner is good because then she can be taking down the names and then she can share that with us so that, you know, whoever's running the red carpet doesn't look insanely crazy that they don't know who's coming next. And that's going to happen. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to know everything, but if you can, you know, get those elements beforehand, then that will definitely help. So I like the idea of having that dry erase board, getting the person's name, giving it to that head person that's at the head of the red carpet and saying, you know, Michelle Pascal is coming. And then that person can announce that because what's supposed to happen, you're supposed to really announce that loud. Michelle Pascal from, you know, PR girl rant. And then that alerts media. So they know who's, who, who's the person out on a red carpet instead of them like, who's that, who's that? That happens a lot. So it's really good to have those elements as well. Um, you know, it's it's a really fun time and people are there to get their photos taken. Their, you know, sponsors are there. Um, you know, and then people show up. Sometimes you don't even know who's coming and people just, you know, show up. So you just want to be on the lookout for things of things of that nature. Um, so I talked about the red carpet length. I talked about rope and stanchion. And with the step and repeat is the same thing. So the step and repeat is the backdrop that's behind that with all the logos and everything. So you want to make sure something like that also is like the logos are visible. 
They're not small, but they are, you know, visible to the eye and to camera. So you want to make them large enough that when the photos are taken, that they're good and that you have it on, you know, set up where it's sturdy. I've seen some flimsy, flimsy step and repeats, and it just doesn't look good. They look warped or they look like they look very thin. So I would say, and you know, if it's a like an A-list event, invest in a great step and repeat. It'll definitely come out looking great in your photos. Another pet peeve of mine when working a red carpet is, as I mentioned before, with that rope and stanchion. Without the rope and stanchion, you can't separate the guest from the talent that needs to be on the red carpet, right? So what happens is you have all your guests wanting to take photos on the step and repeat on the red carpet, because that's their moment as well. But that just gets very confusing and very chaotic so that you have a bunch of people at the end of the red carpet taking all these photos. Meanwhile, I'm escorting or bringing on talent that needs to be there and they can't get their shots. Or I can't move them along because you have guests at the end taking their photos. So what I recommend for something like that is for the um, event coordinator or the person putting on the event is to have a second step and repeat, right? A second um, photo opportunity away from the red carpet moment so that they can have this moment on their own. They can take as many photos as they as they want and it won't in, you know impede on what we're trying to do and getting this done. Because also what happens is I have to get this red carpet started and finished. Normally I have a little bit under an hour to get this done and so they can start their show or whatever the case may be. So if I'm having all these interruptions, then that just makes for a very chaotic step, you know, red carpet moment. And then it just doesn't look well. And then it confuses the, um, it confuses the media or the photographers. Cause they're like, who's that? I'm like, and I don't like saying that's nobody, but I'm like, they're not part of, you know, the people that are supposed to be on the red carpet. So I always ask that if they can have a separate step and repeat, a separate op, um, photo op moment, either in the ballroom, um, in the VIP area, if there's one, because um, that, that would just make it easier. So I always recommend the client doing that. I think that's a great idea so that everybody gets their moment and they get the Instagram moment and all that good stuff. So that's another tip that I would share about making sure that everyone gets their photo op moments. Another pet peeve of mine is when media, especially the um, print and video outlets, don't adhere to time. So if I give you you know, a moment with an A-lister and I say you have you know, two minutes, it really does mean two minutes. But I've noticed that some outlets are going over and beyond. And now in the age of selfies and, you know, social media, they're doing the most. So they get their interview questions in, but then it's also time for them to get their selfies in with the um, celebrity. And the celebrity is never going to say no, right? But it's all that shifting and moving that happens that also makes things look messy. And that just bugs me out. So if I say a minute, and I see you still talking, then I'm like, come over. I'm going to give you the rap sign. I'm going to do the helicopter 
and I'm gonna give you the rap sign. But it's also not just that; it's also you trying to exchange numbers, you um, you know, giving them your whole life story about where you met them and all this good stuff, and then trying to get more information out of them. And they, I've seen it; they never say no, but it's up to me to say, okay, that's enough, and move it along, because that just stops the process. It just makes everything, you know, every else, everyone else back, you know, there's a backup, right? And then other outlets are looking at like, okay, what's going on? This person got more time than me, et cetera, et cetera. So that's another thing with some of the media out that really bothers me is that they don't adhere to time. And I, I'm really like, genuinely, I'm really nice on a red carpet. I give people like, I go over and beyond to make sure that everybody gets their, their quotes, their, you know, whatever is that they need, even if it's a selfie or whatever. I try my best, but I also want you to work with me. So that's why I always like to make friends with my media and let them know, like, I'll play nice with you. If you play nice with me, let's just have a good time. And, you know, we do this, like, this is not rocket science, but there's an art to it. Right. And we want to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And so far I haven't gotten any, you know, backlash or anyone, you know, giving me the screw face. Usually people are like, oh my God, great. It's you running it. We know we're in good hands and stuff like, stuff like that. So most of the time I know half the people on the red card, but if there's a new person, again, I make sure that, you know, I get to know them and ask them what they're looking for and what they want and just make sure they get their shot. Like I always walk down the red carpet and say, are you good? Are you good? Are you good? Because I don't want anyone leaving unsatisfied for two reasons. I don't want the event to look crazy. And I don't want to look crazy either. But then the most important reason is that the event has to get publicized, right? That's the whole purpose of the red carpet, the whole, you know, the whole thing, right? It's the whole purpose of it. So we want to look good. It's all public relations. So we definitely want to look good. So that's another thing that I want, um, you know, the media outlets to know too. Like it's a, you know, it's a two, you know, one hand washes the other. So if we work together, we're all going to get what they want, what we want, and just make it happen. So red carpet doesn't have to be hard at all. It should be a moment of all flashing lights and smiles, right? So a few things to remember when running your red carpet. A long red carpet is amazing. It gives you space to do about three activities at once, meaning photography, photography, interviews, and interviews, right? So it gives you opportunity to have things spaced out. Rope and stanchion so that you can separate your talent from the media and also from guests. A shot list, that's key. You want to know what shots you need, if they're important um, people that you need to get in photos, especially like sponsors that need to be with clients, need to know that. A face sheet. A face sheet is definitely helpful so you can know the key people that are coming, but you can see them as well and have enough of those to give to the media outlets with names. Lighting is definitely a must. Great lighting. A dry erase board, again, to just write down any names that you may not know, but if you can get them written out and then have somebody like show that to the media, they can either take a photo of it or they've seen it and they know who is coming up next. That'll be helpful. Because again, I would yell out the names, but sometimes with the noise, people can't hear me, but a dry erase board will be helpful. And then also placing all the media outlets 
on the floor, line them up so that when the media outlets arrive, they know exactly where they're standing. I know a few times we've um, taken um, the FedEx slips, like the FedEx sleeves, the clear sleeves, and you know, printed out our labels with the names of the outlets and then slip them in there because it's sticky so we can already stick those on the floor. But I've noticed that FedEx or UPS don't give out those um, sleeves anymore, those windows. So we just have to find another way to do that. But just printing them out on, you know, regular paper and taping them down nicely and neatly is definitely helpful to let them know where they're standing. And then lastly, I mean, if you need security, you might need security. Maybe there's somebody that can stand on both sides of the step and repeat, depending on the caliber of your event. So I would definitely put that in there, possibly with your event coordinator, your event planner or the client to see if they need that. So I hope this has been helpful. And, you know, these tips will give you an idea of how to rent a red carpet. And hey, those are my tips and my pet peeves. Happy award season. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of PR Girl Rant. I hope you enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. And if you have any questions or interested in any topics regarding PR, please don't hesitate to send them in. I'll definitely answer you back. Thank you. And until next time. Bye.